0: Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Can you sense the urgency in the last few prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. has shared? This is why J.D. shares the gospel at the close of each and every Mideast Prophecy Update. Why? Because the time is short, my friends. We need to follow Pastor J.D.'s example. We need to be sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with our friends, family members, and neighbors. Why? Because the time is short. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor JD with today's prophecy update as shared on December 16th, 2018.
1: Iran is ready for a dialogue. They're ready for a dialogue? It's more like a monologue. Death to America and death to Israel is the monologue, not a dialogue. They don't want a dialogue with America. They want the destruction of America. Why do they want the destruction of America? Because America has to be out of the way. Because if America is not destroyed, then America can still come to the defense of Israel. So notice, it's, always, it's never death to Israel, then death to America. No, it's first death to America, then. Once there's death to America, then there's death to Israel, And they want a dialogue. Oh, isn't that sweet? But, still quoting, the United States and other Security Council members appear to be more interested in further escalating what he calls anti-Iran hysteria and to demonize Iran. This is what I mean by I had to read it over a few times. because Wait, 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 wait. They want to talk, but they're, accusing the U.S. and Security Council members of not wanting to talk because they're more interested in anti-Iran rhetoric and hysteria, and they're more interested in demonizing Iran. Okay. I think it's backwards. I think it's the other way around. He also lashed out at the Trump administration, go figure, with U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo listening (laughs) for abandoning the 2015 nuclear deal with Iran and for, quote, trying to punish all other member states for implementing the agreement and the Security Council resolution endorsing it. Wow, they're still really upset about this whole nuclear deal thing, aren't they? You think... As you might imagine, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is not going to sit idly by in the face of this back and forth between Russia and the U.S. over Iran, according to the Jerusalem Post. Netanyahu said that Israel does not rule out acting militarily inside Iran's border, and they can. If it feels that it is necessary for its security, I think it's necessary for their security. They're a stone's throw away, so to speak, from the border of Israel in Syria at the ready, seeking the death and the destruction of Israel. Now, what I find to be really interesting about this report. It's very interesting because Netanyahu was asked about whether the role of Saudi Prince Mohammed bin Salman has been tarnished in the Mideast as a result of the killing of this Jamal Khashoggi in Turkey and what that means for Israel. Netanyahu said what happened in Istanbul was, quote, horrific, and that each country with ties with Saudi Arabia will deal with it in its own way. But, he said, this needs to be balanced by a realization of the importance of the role Saudi Arabia, Ezekiel 38, verse 13, plays in the Middle East. Quoting, because... If Saudi Arabia is destabilized, the world will be destabilized, not the Middle East. The world would be destabilized, and I think that has to be taken into account. Call me silly, but sounds to me like the role of Saudi Arabia eschatologically fits precisely with what we're told. In Ezekiel 38 verse 13, perhaps this explains why, according to the times of Israel, Netanyahu is seeking to formalize relations with Saudi Arabia and is hoping to make ties official, and this is interesting, public. The reason I underscore and highlight this is because when we were in Israel, we had the former Israeli ambassador to the United Nations Ron Prasor speak to our group and take questions after and one of the takeaways from that was how that no longer will Israel keep secret this mistress type relationship with the Arab world that it has heretofore in other words the Arab countries these Arab countries like Saudi Arabia have a very good relationship with Israel but it's been kind of kept under the radar not out in the open like this best-kept secret and the ambassador shared how that no longer they're coming out publicly unashamedly saying that we have a very good relationship with these Arab countries like Saudi Arabia you know what even 2 years ago I could not stand up here and talk about what is happening today This is stunning This is stunning And not only are they going public this is the prime minister we're talking about Netanyahu that wants to go public with this making the ties official and public and he wants to do for, do so before the next Israeli general election. You know when the next general election is? November of next year. But many in the political establishment believe they will be moved to earlier in the year. We're talking a few months away. The Times went on to say, and I wanted to just include this before we move on. <laughs> it might in some way explain what's happening here in America, but. They went on to report that Democrats in Washington were said to have been furious at Netanyahu's defense of the Saudis. I'm just going to leave that one there. (laughs) Again, we'll maybe address this another time. I don't know if it's possible to overstate the importance of Saudi Arabia's warming relationship with Israel and how it is that it really ties into the bigger prophetic picture. The Times of Israel published another interesting article about how some are suggesting that Saudi Prince Bin Salman is actually using the Israeli-Palestinian conflict to get Jared Kushner's support in order to receive crucial White House backing after the Khashoggi murder. Now, why do I mention this? Because it seems that it's going to have a significant impact on the much-anticipated Trump peace plan that's expected to finally... We've been hearing about this for how long? It's expected to be rolled out in the coming months. On Monday, Arut Sheva published a report which included a video. Very, uh, I encourage you to watch this. It was a very uh, telling interview, uh, especially towards the end when they addressed it. But it was a video of an interview on Fox News with Sean Hannity and Jared Kushner. In it, Kushner said that, quote, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict has gone on for way too long, and the much-anticipated Middle East peace plan, dubbed the Deal of the Century, will be released in the next few months. Of course, now, the question is, what do you mean by the next few months? Well, here's a quote from Kushner, quoting, We're hopeful in the next couple of months, oh, (laughs) couple of months, yeah, we'll put out our plan, which not every side is going to love. That concerns me a little bit. But there's enough in it, and enough reasons why people should take it, and move forward. Quite a build-up, you might say. And the clock has been ticking, you might also say. And I'll say it again, and you'll forgive me for repeating it, but to me, It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time before all of this goes down. And when it does, I would argue that it will set in motion the fulfillment of Bible prophecy, and it will be very suddenly, suddenly, key word. And this is what the Apostle Paul wrote to the Thessalonian church in his first epistle, chapter 5, verse 3. He says this, At the time, while they are saying two words, peace and security, sudden, sudden, destruction will come upon them as a woman travailing in labor like birth pains, and they will not escape. Now I ask you, in what context do we most often hear those two words peace and security is it not in the context of a two-state solution some sort of a peace agreement finally in the Middle East with Jews and Palestinians living side-by-side In quote, peace and security. Do you see how all of this ties in? Do you see the intersect, as it were, how all of Bible prophecy intersects and interconnects one with the other in this prophecy puzzle, if you will? This is why every week we're going to keep doing these prophecy updates. It's always, I guess, for lack of a better word, humorous to me when I talk with people and they say, please don't ever stop doing these prophecy updates. I'm like, where are you getting that from? (laughs) I have no intention of stopping. They also say, never stop sharing the gospel at the end of the prophecy updates and never stop doing the ABCs of salvation because people are getting saved. And testimony after testimony keeps pouring in really on a daily basis from people to the uttermost parts of the earth that are sharing their stories about how they were equipped to be able to simply share the good news of salvation, the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that's how I want to end today. What is the gospel? The gospel is this good news, your penalty has been paid. You're free to go. <laughs> what? I didn't know I had a penalty. Do. Oh, yeah. And somebody paid it for me? Yeah. Well, just how much did I owe? Oh. <laughs> it was the death penalty. The death penalty? Yeah. You mean somebody paid my death penalty for me, and I'm now free? Yeah. That's what the word gospel means. And that's the good news. That Jesus Christ came to earth, was crucified on that cross, was buried for three days, and on the third day he rose again, and he's coming back one day, soon and very soon. That's the gospel. That's the good news. That's the blessed hope. I'm sorry if I'm... Yelling, And I'm probably going to start coughing here in a moment, but before I do, let me just say that, and I know I've shared this before, and it's not hyperbole, but were it not for this, the good news in the midst of such bad news and getting worse news in the world today, Were it not for this, I I fear that I would lose my mind, my sanity. Knowing this anchors me, settles me, keeps me sane, keeps me hanging on, because I know one day my Jesus is coming back. That trumpet's going to sound, and we who are alive and remain will be caught up. The dead in Christ will rise first. And then we will be caught up, raptured up in the twinkling of an eye. That's not a blink. That's even faster. It's like, more like a sparkle. That's how fast it's going to be, how sudden it's going to be, by the way. And we're going to be with the Lord. That's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me sane. That's the only hope, not just the blessed hope. That's the only hope that I have. Now, why wouldn't we want to give to everyone an answer of that hope that we have. We have the answer. And wouldn't you agree that people are very discouraged, hopeless, given over to despair? We need to share with them that hope that we have. And that's where the ABCs of salvation come in. It's really a childlike, simple explanation of how to be saved how to respond to the offer, the free gift of eternal life. Not of ourselves, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any of us should ever boast. The A is for acknowledge or admit that you've sinned, that you're a sinner, and that you need the Savior. Romans 3, 10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned. Keyword: all have sinned. Every one of us that was born physically has sinned, which is why we must be born again spiritually to enter the kingdom of God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Now here's where the death penalty for that sin is pronounced upon us. Romans 6:23 for the wages of sin is death, the death penalty. We've been sentenced to death because of our sin. But and here's the good news. The gift, gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's a free gift. He paid for it. You know, at Christmas, we receive gifts. We don't pay for those gifts. If you try to pay for that gift, first of all, you're going to offend the giver. (laughs) But it's no longer a gift if you pay for it. It ceases to be a gift. But somebody paid for it. Jesus paid in full for it. With his blood shed in our stead. The B is for believe... In your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. This is Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will, I like that word will, pretty definite. The jury's not out. (laughs) You will be saved. And then the C, lastly, very simple is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9, and 10 also says, confess with your mouth. By the way, uh, we just uh, uh, read this and studied this in Philippians, didn't we? Where Paul says that because Jesus humbled himself even to the cross in his death, he was exalted so that the name of Jesus would be above Every name, in the book of Acts, we're told the only name whereby we must be saved. That at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow, and every tongue, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I can't wait. I can't wait. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and... Believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead. You will be saved, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And then lastly, Romans 10.13 seals the deal, and it's so simple, maybe too simple. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. For me, that was over 36 years ago. Next month, by the way. In fact, I think next month's going to be 37 years. I'll never forget that night when I called upon the name of the Lord. I woke up that morning, that next morning. I was a new creation in Jesus Christ. Why? Because I was saved. And I never looked back from that day on, 37 years ago. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Again, just saying that word That English word, thank you, just seems so inadequate. But Lord, you know our hearts. You know the gratitude, the thankfulness that we have in our hearts. Lord, we do thank you. We do love you. Lord, if there's anybody that's here in this amazing church that I'm so privileged to pastor or watching online, that really got ministered to today in what was shared. Lord, would you, as only you can, respond to the cry of their heart, accept the invitation to come into their heart, into their life. Lord, if there's somebody for whom today is the day of their salvation, I pray, and I think everybody here with me is in agreement with this prayer, they would not put off or delay in any way the most important decision of their life for eternal life. Lord, thank you. And lastly, Lord, mananatha. Come quickly, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kariohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, That you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough. You can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and he is the Savior of the world. He gave his own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please. If you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. In the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in His love.